Welcome, everybody, to Beyond the Rules. I'm your host, Steve Batista, and at long last, I get to sit down and chat with the Mott Haven head coach, and dare I say, my best coach friend in the wrestling biz, Mr. David Bloom. How are you doing? What's up, Steven? How are you doing tonight, man? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, this is two days in a row off from no refereeing, which is, it was going pretty hard, like 12 straight days. Yeah, I hear you. Did you yeah, work this past weekend? Yeah, I, I did. Um, okay. Uh, I was the first time head ref in Rockland. That was cool. Okay. Very nice. Yeah, that was cool. And what was cool about this Rockland tournament, specifically um, Clark Sound North, they purposely don't invite any Rockland teams. So we got to have a, got a lot of looks. And it was a duel me tournament, which are, ma. Yeah, those are those are very good. Get paid by the duel. And mm -hmm. it's organized easier because it's duels instead of just brackets. And yes. um, yeah, I was a head ref and I got to get looks from coaches from West Islip, coaches as far as John Jay High School upstate, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and uh, Walk Hill. And I, I felt like I did a good job. I got compliments from parents. And so, you know, I, I it's a different set of skills that I'm trying to get because I know I can hack it on the mat as good as anybody. But this this stuff, like especially first time, you know, it's like the, the essence of beyond the rules, as I say. Yes. Well, Clarkstown North is like a powerhouse program up in Rockland County for probably over 30 years. Mm -hmm. um, they're, you know, really good program up there. Clarkstown North, South, uh, Suffer, and those schools are, you know, powerhouse schools. So I'm sure you saw some really good wrestling over yeah. the weekend. West Islip, uh, they did the best. But I'm um, sure they did. I'm sure they did. Yeah, they and, you know, they you're not going to go up that drive uh, at least at least an hour and a half with no traffic to you know be scrubbed but um the coach tony um his last name escaping me i'm sorry tony but um he he went to high school in west islip and his dad used to coach so that's why the west islip team had kind of always comes up there there was a connection but yeah that was cool but before that i was going to say uh in all these years of doing this uh i had never seen a patella dislocating and it had it happened twice in a week on really match. yeah i was at uh um, very painful the that's tournament painful irvington that you were at yes that was on my mat with that kid, but we had a trainer. She set it back. It wasn't that bad. No ambulance have called. Mm -hmm. But then a couple of days later, I was at a, a duel uh, between Tottenville and, and Susan Wagner. Shout out to John Shoshone and Gary White. You know, it was the uh, same move. Cradle. And the kid was just, you know, resisting it and screamed, and that was it. But there was no trainer. That's, and that's the dad painful. was there, too. Yeah. Uh -huh. Had to call an ambulance. Took 45 minutes. Sucked. Feel bad for the kids, but that one was pretty bad. I think it was worse than the other one because even when he straightened it, didn't it was still floating. But yeah, that, yeah, that, was, that was my week. Tottenville came to the uh, Jay Alvarez tournament uh, this past Saturday and literally cleaned up. It was at like, Truman, right? It was at Truman, but they literally went through everybody like a buzzsaw. You know, they have an amazing team, great squad. You know, good coaches. Like I said, you know, we were all, all, all the Bronx schools were like, well, I, me personally was like, you know, what are they, you know, what are they doing over here? You know, why are they all the way over here mm. from Staten Island? But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, Madison was there too. a B squad too. Probably didn't yeah. get all, he's got a big, huge team. Listen, he, if that was his B squad, he had some pretty impressive wrestlers. So. But Tottenville, they have a, an immense part of Staten Island where they're the only zone school mm -hmm. and there's, it's only Tottenville. It's not like all these schools broken up. Mm -hmm. So the kids can build culture by going to school with each other. I was talking to um, Stephen Myers from Lehman, and he's like, these kids yeah. don't even really know each other until they get into the team. And, you know, John from John Shishon, um, Shishon from uh, Tomville is like, we're not even the most look like the team that gets any attention in the school. The football team just went to the finals against Erasmus, lost, and I umpired the Tomville championship this year. So like, Yeah, their baseball, their baseball team is sick, too. Yeah, they have that a great baseball game. team, but – They've always listen. I, you know, I've been in the PSAL for you know almost twenty years, and Tottenville's always had a competitive team. Um, you know, along with Patrides, you know, a lot of good Staten Island schools. When I went to high school, Tottenville was always good, but nothing could be Truman. And my, I went there when Andich was the coach. Do you remember that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yep, I know him very well. I, I actually wrestled against his one of his teams when I was in high school. We, uh, my coach and him coach. I went to school at, uh, in Yonkers. I went to Roosevelt High School, so that's where I wrestled. But my head coach, Frank Nicaro, was friends with him and set up like a like a scrimmage one day, like a practice. And I'll never forget, we literally, you know, this is 1990, 1989, and we literally, my entire team, we had a good team. It was 30 of us. We literally, the bus ride home, we, it was like we got beaten up at, like in a street fight. Yeah. Eagle like, Academy I, sort of 
Yeah. Go ahead. Go no, go ahead. Yeah, Eagle Academy's like that too. No, I'm just saying, like, not 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 like that, but there's I just mean like inner city, you don't think wrestling. Right. But on the chat, like these black kids and, and brown kids yep. just going up there like and wrecking house. And Eagle it's not I usually representing was... the city like the way he had it, man. No, listen, I, I I remember like it was yesterday, I was chain wrestling in a group with like three other kids my weight, and they literally were just taking turns, like just having their way with me, taking me down, letting me up. You know, I remember and they were nice about it, but it was a beating we took. All of us did, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, they they humbled everybody. They made you realize how much they you sure did. Go. And they, they used sure to come did. out to welcome to the jungle and just spook you. You're like, well. Maybe like, you know, Tiger Woods at his prime where people were just like, who's getting second? Listen, they had so many kids. You know, they had 60 kids in the room. You know, I, when I, we were there, they were just waiting for us like uh, lambs to the slaughter. I will say Teddy, shout out to Teddy. He's a doing. He's got a great girls program, that's for sure. Yeah, he does. He um, does. Teddy's so, a great coach. Um, yeah. You know, he, he's been – Teddy's been in the PSAL for as long as I have, you know, been in uh, – you know, he's uh, consistent every year. You know, his programs are great. You know, his, his boys' teams, his girls' teams, you know, his girls' mm-hmm. teams doing great. But he just you know, don't ever sleep too. on his boys' team. Yeah. Super, yeah. Don't ever sleep on his boys' teams. Uh, they're no, well coached, yeah. well trained. They're very respectful. You know, he uh, he runs a very tight ship over there. And like I said, we're, you know, we're lucky in the PSL to have him. I got to get him on the podcast I mean, next time I talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to get, get John, uh, John C. Sonic, you know, he's been dying. He, he's, and he wants to spill a tea too. He's he's like, bro, uh, after the Mayor's Cup tournament, I just wanted to call you and just like tell you everything. I'm like, well, I'm not a reporter, but mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's things I shouldn't know unless you like like that. Maybe if you want to come on my podcast, it's a different platform, but just to tell me like that, it's like insider trading. And I don't want to I'm gonna Yeah, no, late. listen. John's been around a long time. He's got a lot of dirt, you know, in the PSL. You know, we all do, you know, like I said, it's not a, it's not easy at times. You know, we're at a big disadvantage with a lot of stuff that like, you know, section one, section 11, section 12, you know, or not even being you know, a section at all. Yeah. Like- you know what I mean? We're, it's just, uh, but I, you know, you just kind of learn to adapt as, as a coach, you know, we do it for the kids. I should um, get, um, kids- I should get, uh, Ken Bigley on the show. That'll be great. That'll be done. Uh, that would, I would definitely like to tune into that one. <laughs> but anyway, sure. let's talk about you. I'm sure, um, other coaches out there would too. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. That would be, no, no, that's a, let's talk. Uh, no, that would be great. I, I sh- I'm going to ask him. But I last year I didn't have the podcast. I was just talking about yeah. it, and then this is my first year in the wrestling season with it. And what's cool okay. about the podcast that offers it than baseball, I can talk to coaches in a, in a way where it doesn't seem like I'm fraternizing with like baseball. You got to pick your spots. Um, you don't want to see, but and it's different than PSL. All the coach I. They see me grow up as an official, just like you guys have, and I only stay in the Bronx, so I know all of them. Um, but definitely, like Coach Minwood, Anderson, Amante, he's a good. We've hung out together. There's no way I could be, I could umpire his games anymore. It's getting that way with you too, honestly. So, but let's talk about you. When did your athletic career started, and how did you become Coach Bloom? And, and you know, the athlete that usually most people, especially in wrestling, I know all the officials at least did it. There's only one yes. person who hasn't wrestled, and that's Leon that I know who excelled as a referee. Leon Cruset, who's a earlier guest. Um, is he the young, the new guy that just started? The younger guy? No, he's not. The, he's my age. Yes, he's younger. He, he's my. He age. just started. He, he he's no, like maybe. A... No, that's Joe. I think he might the so Greek the, kid. That's there was a guy that started with no wrestling experience. I think we had talked about it. But oh, that's really, Leon. Then. That's Leon. That's Leon. He's he started. He, oh yeah, listen, yeah. He was at uh, he was at Truman Saturday. Yeah, probably. I'll he's, text him. Probably. He's starting to get better. Um, he's definitely improved on some things that he was lacking last year. Um, I didn't want to say anything to him because obviously it was it was a busy tournament. But he had a couple of my matches and he did a really good job. And you know how I am. I'm very you know I'm very picky. So well, that's how we. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, we'll be jumping ahead. How we the first time we really had an interaction when you called me about your son's pin, right? Yes, and I remember that yes. clearly, and I remember um, at first being like this motherfucker. But then, like, appreciate. Oh no, no, no! It wasn't my son. It was, it was, uh, it was one of my kids from, okay, from okay. Fanny Lou. Got it. Got it. it was one of yeah, my yeah, Fanny yeah. Lou kids. Yeah. Um. But I remember at first being like, and I know Carl, and I gave you the respect because Carlos gave you Carlos Domo. Shout out to the handsome under and gave you my number, which he wouldn't do to anybody. So I was like, okay, he must. And then you, you taught me a how to explain myself. Like, just to, that was a good exercise for myself to explain my call because I did remember it, and it was. 
it wasn't fresh in my head, but I, I just had enough of a vivid memory. Now, not so much. But it, I also remember showing you showing me the video after the match, and then we had a conversation. So that was how we got to know each other a little more off the mat. But um, so yeah, go ahead. How did you? You wrestled, obviously. Yeah, so um, I went to Roosevelt High School in Yonkers. Um, I wrestled there for four years. Uh, also, I played lacrosse for four years. Um, didn't wrestle in college, but, you know, obviously always had a connection to the sport. Uh, started teaching in 1999, and then my first coaching job uh, was in 2004 at Mark Twain Middle School in Yonkers, where I actually went myself, coached the 7th and 8th grade team. It was great. Um, I was there for two years at a I had like 20 kids that were just from like downtown Yonkers, like tough kids, didn't know anything. And uh, I just worked with them. And like, you know, in the two years I was there, we were very successful. And then uh, at the time I was working at River uh, Riverdale Kingsbridge Academy, RKA, and uh, Larry Cantor was the uh, wrestling commissioner at the time. And I spoke to him about starting development. Shout developmental out to Larry team. Cantor. Yeah, shout out to Larry. And uh, he came to the school and I started a program there in 2006. So I was the founder of the, the RKA wrestling program. Oh, really? Um, my first, yes, I started the program there. So hey, we I, didn't know that. We were, I thought I told you that. No. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. So we were developmental in 06 and 07. And then our first season, 07, 08, we went 10 and 0 uh, undefeated lost in the first rounds of the playoffs to uh, Petrides. So I was there for three years, had to move on from there due to um, the principal and I not seeing eye to eye on some things. And that's when I went to Fannie Lou. So I got to Fannie Lou in 2010. A, uh, an adjustment for people who don't listen, they don't know the, because there's a guy on yeah. Facebook. The neighborhood difference, it's, it's the Bronx, but RKA <laughs> yeah. is situated in a, a zone. Riverdale. School. Whereas Riverdale, mm -hmm. you get a very good blend of Bronx sensibility with a little suburban flair. Whereas, you, you couldn't have said it better. Where Fannie Lou, it is uh, the, the full stereotypical Bronx neighborhood. It could be worse, but, you know, <laughs> it, 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 on, on the scale of it could be worse or it could be better. It could be better as way it, it tips the scales. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So just for because that matters, especially wrestling is a it's a white sport by and large, mm -hmm. culturally speaking. I mean, mm -hmm. now, like everything else, there's more of a representation from all cultures. And, you know, wrestling is the first martial art that ever existed in at least recorded humankind. But uh, so it is not for you, a hardened New Yorker, but for from going from that and starting that program to, to Fannie Lou is uh, did they have a program or do you start it there, too? I they had a they had a varsity team, uh, but I was I got a job at the middle school. So first thing I did was I started a beat the streets team. Um, so I was one of the actual original Naturally. beat the streets coaches. Um, and then the coach at the high school, uh, they weren't like enamored with his progress. Like they were they were terrible. Like he was like showing them videos for practice, like how to do a takedown, like you know on a YouTube video. So. Um, they were not exactly happy about that. So um, placeholder they, coach, probably. Yes. Extra paycheck. Uh, yeah. So they I, I don't remember who he was. So he uh, they kind of told him they had somebody a little more qualified. So um, I took over there in 2010 and I was there for a long time. I was there for, I think, nine years. And I never had more than like 11 or 12 kids on the team. It was a struggle. I thought by having a middle school program, I'd have like a feeder to the high school. But, you know, because of the you know, because of the, the school and everything, just the kids, they just weren't feeling it. Like they would, you know, wrestle in middle school and then quit after or, or join the high school. So I can, I never got like that, you know, at RKA, I had a middle school program and a high school program that were both teaming. Like they were both like, even today they have a, they have a strong middle school program and their high school program is, is good because they have that feeder system. So I wanted to do that at Fannie Lou Hamer. It just never materialized. Like I had a couple of good kids in spurts, but never had like a full squad. Um, uh, always had to forfeit. It's you know it sucked. I hate. I hated it. To back up a little, what you're saying is like a. It's excellent. Um, but like, how do you? What inspired you to 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 think that way? Because to even start a wrestling program in general, like what 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 inspired you to be a coach, and then to understand how to uh, at least try to use beat the streets, which was fledgling at that time, especially. Yes. 
and uh, to use that as a vehicle to get more wrestlers into the high school. Like that's very calculated for uh, under a certain amount of time head coaches head coaching wrestling in the Bronx in New York city. Well, I saw, I saw the success that RKA had with the middle school program. So I tried to duplicate the same thing at Fannie Lou. So that was my intention. Got I figured it. that if I had both the programs running simultaneously, I could build. Yeah. You know, and RKA was able to do it without beat the streets sort of with, like sponsoring it. Yeah. You know, would be, would, would, you know, with RKA, you know, there was parental involvement. There yeah. was, uh, kids that came to practice every day. Uh, mm -hmm. It was it was just a lot easier. So at Fannie Lou, it was like you had mentioned before, it was a lot different. Uh, wrestling was not popular there. You know, everybody wanted to play ball. You know, you know, wrestling was all oh, wrestling's gay. Like when I would try to talk to the kids, mm -hmm. it's stupid. Oh yeah, they used to make fun. They made fun of the singlets. You know, the uniforms. Shaving so it was and all really, that too. That was back then too. It was it was everything. It was it was just you know like they would come to the matches and laugh with the kids, and I'd have to throw them yeah, out of the yeah. gym. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it just. It just never took, and Culture the kids shot. that I had were de were dedicated, but like I said, I could never go anywhere and do damage because dedicated. I just didn't have a full squad. Dedicated, and they ate shit for being on the team. I remember same thing. Um, you know, one of the things that I appreciate about like uh, skin checks or when it comes to like the hair mm -hmm. is uh, if your goal is to grow a sport, you have to be calculated in your barriers of entry because immediately something like wrestling is an uncomfortable martial art people are were claustrophobic or you know it's like okay this is a sport okay now you just got to grab somebody and and all of a sudden you know his, his balls can be in your fucking face and it, 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 it's wrestling <laughs> yeah i don't even think it, like that i'm just no no but but other people do i'm thinking yeah, like it's, other kids it's do. true it's true think. and and the single yeah. it is what it is you know that's why mm -hmm. i appreciate like uh they have the rash guard and then the shorts with no pockets Make it look more appealing. That's how you grow a sport. You got to do more than the actual offering of the sport entails because people, you got to inspire them to do something they didn't know that they could possibly do, especially in the city where there's no culture. That's how culture works. You know, it, it's giving the idea that I can do it. And it's hard to, to do that when everybody's making fun of you and, at least to build your culture as a coach too, because you were trying to make it in spite of itself. So yeah, I I don't know if you remember, but like I forgot what year it was. It was somewhere like around 2015. They came out with uh, the rule that said you could wear MMA shorts and MMA shirts in in, mm -hmm. in lieu of a singlet. Ashgard, as long as it was like the compression T-shirts, and like some teams did that uh, you did for it. a while. Oh, uh, you did it with my Haven. Well, or, or the, was that Tommy Holiday? Tommy Holiday. So the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the the former coach of mine, even Tommy yeah. Holiday, who's a friend of mine that I took over for, he he actually had some really nice mm -hmm. uh, compression stuff that his kids wore uh, for like a season or two. But then everybody just kind of went back to singlets, which I think you know is 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 how wrestling should be. I think because you should have a singlet. That's how culture is, dude. When people get mm -hmm. involved, um, I watch professional wrestling, and people are gonna emulate the people that they see. When mm -hmm. wrestling is cool, now that's out of the way. Or not even cool, it is, has respect. Where people are not making fun of you. You're on the team, you're representing the team, you build that culture around the school. Obviously, that's a lot for Fannie Lou to, and a lot of inner city schools to, to accomplish. They're just trying to, you know, keep the plane up. But schools like Tottenville, where it's like, you don't make fun of any sport. You Badminton is probably dope in, in Tottenville. It probably is. It probably it's, is. It, it the really culture is. of the school is there's spirit. And when you're on a wrestling team and you're like, oh, well, Gable Stevenson, these guys that they look into, they don't wear. You look at the Olympics, there's no fucking rash guard or, or top like that. Nah. Then they're going to want to do what the people do and they're going to revert. Mm -hmm. And the, the sport kind of course corrects. But you needed that to eliminate that barrier of entry where people can feel more comfortable in their space because you got to bring it out of them, especially, like I said, in the city where it's, it's not something that people think they're going to go to a high school and want to do. That draws them in. Oh, cool. I can wear this. It's shorts and a compression shirt with the team logo. It's kind of cool, actually, versus a singlet where you're just kind of out there in the bear, something you've never been comfortable with. Yeah, it's embarrassing for some kid. You know, listen, so and also for you know, for a kid that is not exactly in great shape, that might have a little bit of a gut. Yeah. You know, as a 15, 16 year old kid, like, you know, that's intimidating to have to walk out onto a mat Absolutely. in front of everyone like that. It's almost like you're going out naked. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I, I listen, I understand 
you know, and like I said, like just to try to get my numbers up, I told the kids at Fannie Lou, you can wear whatever you want. Just don't quit, you know, come mm-hmm. to practice more than once a week. But it just, unfortunately, I just never could get, you know, the stars aligned over there, so to speak. Um, I had some tough kids that were decent, you know, ne- never that could, you know, win a city championship, but we were D2 as Fannie Lou. Yeah, so I, mean, I was in the small school. And then also when I was at RKA, we were also in D2. And now that I'm in Mott Haven, I'm in, you know, I'm in D1 with all the big boys. The Eagles also uh, in D2, right? Or they what, were, who? Well, Eagles, the Eagles, D, D2 are, Eagles D2. Yeah, the Eagles so D2. Stupid. But, you know, like you know, they now really long, Haven, I have a long, yeah, uh, Longwood. Yeah, I have Eagle versus Longwood coming up. I'm like, that's going to be a 20 minute bloodbath. I was like, Listen, I told Rich, I'm like, thanks, uh, man. I, I had to go somewhere anyway. <laughs> um, you know, I like I got the coach's like, name at Longwood, but shout Jason, out to Jason, Jason, yeah, shout he coaches Jason Lowe. He coaches us, the softball t- girl, the girls team. Yes, too. good guy. Jason's a very great earnest. Guy. He tries. Yes, he I came. Recognize he came that to, right away. He came to Jay Alvarez with three kids on Saturday, but you know what? He was there with three kids. Um, hey, you know, I give him. You went credit. to Irvington with, and you just uh, snuck yeah, into but, these exhibitions, man. Right. Well, that, uh, we get paid more for exhibitions too. Yeah, I saw the coaches, but. I saw the co- no, no, but in, oh no, that's in Irvington. I'm not talking about. We had a about, lot of um, exhibitions too. Yeah, we had a lot. Add that. Add that. We to had. Uh, I I brought I brought uh, four guys, and they all had at least four matches each. One kid had five, so it was a good day to go up there. But um, so yeah. yeah so let's circle back to let's circle back yeah. to where you got to Mott Haven after finding. Okay, Haven, yeah. So. so, so after the pandemic, um, I decided I was done coaching. I uh, I just didn't have the passion for it. Um, my last year, Fannie Lou, I had like done in general you know, seven or seven and eight kids. I just I, I you know the the spark was wasn't there. And I'm saying um, done done know, told, at Fannie Lou or done in general. I, I just didn't want to coach. Oh, okay. I just I didn't want to coach. I just I, I just didn't want to do it. So you know, Tommy Holiday reached out to me, and uh, you know, he told me that he wanted to get you know he couldn't coach anymore. You know, he had some you know some family stuff going on. And, you know, he said, listen, he goes, I built a program here. I don't want it to die. He goes, why don't you come over and take it over? And uh, I was a little hesitant at first, but um, I knew because I had been in the school before, like to obviously go up against Tommy, also to practice with him. So I knew what the facility was. I knew I'd have a chance to practice in. Uh, One thing at Fannie Lou for nine years I was there, and I don't have a problem saying it, is that the athletic director there and the principal did not like wrestling. And... In nine years I was there, I never got to practice inside the gym once. I was Which banned practice? to the whole. We were in the hallways with two sections of a, of a Dolomore set or in the cafeteria with three pieces. And we had to move all the chairs and cafeteria tables and I had to put them back at the end of the day. So I never had a good practice at Fannie Lou. Um, I just couldn't get in the gym because mm-hmm. the, the basketball team was in there. Maybe you don't. I'm sure. Who knows? But I, I, Immediately, when I think of like something like that, I think about how, yeah, whatever success I might have with Mod Haven or past Mod Haven by whatever, being able to have any group of young men willing to do that, getting ridiculed, never wrestling before, and now we can't even have a gym. You know, you're just yeah. a laughing stock. You go up to a tournament expecting to lose. That's what, that's I, what I felt like. That's yeah, what but, I felt but, like. But yeah. that, the character that's going to come out of that for those young men, no matter what, it pays dividends down the line somewhere. Whether it was a good memory or they translated to being better men, you know, I'm sure. I remember in high school we we were similar. We would win our ex. We everything was an exhibition. We show up with five people, we'd win, except we went to Truman. And obviously, like if Tottenville or Francis Lewis came to, uh, you know, something like that. But otherwise, uh, we just lose. But we'd win our matches. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wasn't. Until, you forfeit. You forfeited all your weight. Forfeit everything, but we'd win. The matches that we had and it was like four or five of us for my first year but then my mm-hmm. I, my brother joined the team and he was popular in a way where he just got like a bunch of warm bodies on the team and the program grew to where uh coach DeBellis took over I don't know if you remember him yeah of course yeah Scotty DeBellis yeah so so fast forward so now Tommy's presenting with this opportunity I didn't realize he uh had to leave there and he was quit wrestling because I know he became the coach of Kip Yes. So he did. So um, he did, you know, he did become the, the coach of uh, Kip, you know, when I took over at Monhaven, he was the coach there for, you know, for, I think, two years. And then uh, he did step away again this year. He's not coaching, but he's coaching a middle school program 
Uh, I'm not sure where, but he is coaching a, a middle school beat the streets program. So luckily he is involved in wrestling because, you know, Tommy is one of the great wrestling minds that yeah. a lot of people don't know about. You know, I don't think he gets enough credit for the teams that he had at Mott Haven before I took over. You know, he had some amazing kids. Uh, you know, his knowledge of technique is very, very advanced. Yeah. And you um, can just tell you know, that the character of the, the wrestlers, especially, you know, and I, I love the two Johns at Eagle, John McGeary and mm-hmm. John Corey. Those are mm-hmm. but, like I said, we, we laud Eagle Academy. They're so new into the city, and they've made they sent kids to states who have actually yes. competed and won, man. That's yes, yes. Do that they, in the Bronx. Definitely... People don't understand. People, yeah. It's so hard to do no. that. It's so hard. No. And the school that's only been around less than 20 years. Their basketball team, forget about it, is really good. But that's a basketball in New York City. Come on. Like, that's not yeah. that, it's not that hard. It's not that hard to come out of a school like Jesus. that. I know. It's, it's amazing. Um, but going back to you with Mott Haven and it's a, it's shoes to fill, obviously. Um, yes. I'm sure you had some incumbent wrestlers who that's not easy to adjust to a new voice. Um, well, see, that's just the thing is that I, I was I, I one of the main reasons why I took the job was like I was expecting numbers, which I didn't have at Fannie Lou. And my first season, it might have been three years ago. There were only two kids that wanted to wrestle. So right from the jump, we had to forfeit all our duels for the season. So I reached out to Ken and the two kids that I had were decent. I asked Ken if we could go to tournaments. Because people who we weren't going to go to tell, um, sorry, Tommy yeah. Holly is a black guy in, a, in the Bronx, a lot of black kids. David Bloom might have a lot of bass in his voice, but he is a white man. So that also plays a factor, I would imagine. No matter what, you just see representation. Oh, this guy, he can tell you a story through the eyes of somebody that you can envision yourself being. And that, that matters. That matters. I'm sure not only the shoes they have to fill, people don't want to go through to get go through somebody else. Where it was probably a struggle. It's always a struggle to have South Bronx and kids, whatever, any part of the Bronx to wrestle. But for you, and giving more credit to you to get these Bronx kids who are mostly colored athletes, it's it's not easy. Well, you know, like I said, I I, I I'm, I'm there for the kids. I don't, you know, I don't look at it like you know as a as a as a color thing. I just you know I love the kids. I don't I don't care what they look like. Yeah. Um, my first year at my name is so like I said, I only had the two kids and then last year we only had seven. So I was kind of like getting into this. Um, I like, I felt like I was a little bit like I was at Fannie Lou and I was starting to get a little discouraged, but you know, thank God, um, you know, this season, um, I got 20 kids in the room. Um, I have a full squad for the first time since I was at RKA, like we've had three duels and I can't begin to tell you, I'm sure all the wrestling coaches can relate if they're listening is to not have to forfeit any weight classes mm. is literally like winning the lotto. Like, yeah. Like first you know, time one of the, in your coaching you know, history, probably. Right. Well, since I was at RKA, since I was well, at RKA, which was, yeah. So you're talking, you know, 16 years ago. So just the fact that, that I can weigh in, like, let's say you're there and you're doing a skin check for yeah. all my guys, you're not just checking five, six guys. Mm-hmm. You know, just to be able to weigh a 101 in and then still have a, a 285, like to me, it's it's been great. And the kids come to practice, so you know, I'm I'm blessed. I'm really blessed. I got a, I got a great squad this year. Um, I have like you know some good kids up and down the lineup. So you know, we're gonna have a good season. Yeah, and that'll pay dividends as the years go by. And you know, you yes, you build. I hope. On... I, I hope so. Well, it, it's hard to do without it. So you know, it's not gonna yes. hurt. It's not gonna hurt to, yes. to have the allure. You don't have a football team in Mount Haven, right? We do. We do. We oh, do okay. have a football team. That helps. Team, uh, yes. Because when you build those numbers it, and you build yes. a relationship with the football coach, hey, come for a little time in the offseason or get those practices and the cardio. I know that helped us. Yes. Even, man, that helped, really did. We got a lot of football players. We had like. Well, three, yeah. Even now, the kids are like three two sixty fives in my senior year. Listen, Steve's got Steve's got a lot of football players on his team. You know, he's got some huge kids. You know, he's got some big. Look, I know. Yeah. He, he looked good today. Oh, Lehman looked great this year. We're talking about did, Steven. You, did you have them yet? Yeah, I had them against um, uh, Bronx Science. Okay. And okay. they they won. How'd they, they do? They're captains. Balali. Balali, yes. What an yeah, athlete. One thirty eight. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's a stud. He's a, yeah, he he's, had to he's go pretty up. nasty. He was up. He was like one forty five, but still. Yeah, he's, but he's, he's a stud. He's, he's, he's only nasty. a junior, I think, too. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, um, sure. I'm, I'm uh, Stephen and I. We, we he's birds of a feather. You know, I graduated from Lehman, and my name's not up there, but 
especially my brother. Shout out to Manny Rodriguez, who just was popular enough to get more bodies on the team to build mm -hmm. something. Because when we were a, a team, we didn't even have a wrestling coach. It was Coach Droz. You know, shout out mm -hmm. to Adam Droz, who just he was a good coach because he was a baseball coach, very good baseball coach. So yeah, at least he knew mm -hmm. how to coach, but he didn't know how to coach wrestling. We taught ourselves. <laughs> And before YouTube, that's and tough. Anything, you know? So, going back to the, you know Mod Haven and that, in replacing Tommy, you just when you get there and you finally get your your full roster of it, at least you could just represent everybody at the scales. I'm sure that like, like you said, first time since RKA, which was in the past, and before COVID, which seems like another five years added to the length of time between all that and Fannie Lou being what it was trying so hard swimming against the current constantly so so that's good man i'm glad i caught you had a good time this year with uh, having the full team yes even dedicated enough did. guys to, to to bring up like i said to irvington to to yeah. test their metal because mm -hmm. you know you can get comfortable in the bronx there's teams that you know will gonna squish you or give you a test or maybe you even overcome because they have an incumbent to that weight class you know mm -hmm. Um, like uh, that guy finally graduated and now it's yes. your turn, but you go mm -hmm. up to places like Irvington or, you know, we get the, the, those looks, those incumbents have been wrestling longer than you and they would be the starter on your team. Otherwise, sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. And it's good. I, I know a lot of wrestlers and I've talked to a lot of wrestlers who just are appreciative beat the streets because now they can have the, an advantage of wrestling before high school. Be, where, for, for me, it was introduced soap to so many people as a high school sport. They never had any middle school to offer. There was no beat the streets. Uh, it is tough to, to build so much culture in New York city that still to this day, you as an organization, PSAL rather city schools and, and um, us as officials, me representing the city, not necessarily Rockland. Uh, we don't have a, a section to associate yourself with. Yes. Whereas every, every other County in New York city does. Long Island has two. Rockland and Westchester split as one, the 9A and 9B, basically. And, uh, yeah, and so on and so forth. But I always feel good when I see uh, officials going to states and and, and schools like Eagle going up there and, and representing a couple of Murrow kids. I know um, I forgot the guy's name at FDR. You know the coach's name better. I've been working on an inventory of coaches. Uh, I know who he is by face. I don't know his name. Yeah. Italian guy and has to deal with so yeah. many, so many consonants. God bless him reading off his roster. Oh, oh my God. All those, all those schools. Yeah. Madison, Midwood. Yeah. Oh, I, uh, Midwood is, uh, <laughs> is Stephen. He used to be a referee um, until he took over full time. For, um, was he really? Yeah. He was a PSL ref? Yeah. But for very I shortly. Remember. I don't remember him. Yeah. <laughs> he gives some people a hard time. Um, he's good. good yeah, he's, I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, the beard. But anyway, so I always ask this question. Uh, winding down here. Thank you for joining me. We'll talk more. Um, yes, absolutely. This is a long time coming. As I said, uh, I've uh, I've not had the usual venues to to do as I did in the beginning of the year, and I was on fire. But hopefully, and there's a lull in the baseball season. Like I had to work. I'm trying to do the same thing like I did with baseball, where I got to talk to all mm -hmm. these coaches. Um, it's pretty awesome. I got to talk to Steve Lamuccio, who actually was, he didn't start the wrestling program at Bathgate, but he was the first coach there. And then he gave it up to, Dan, to, to Daniel Cyrus, who's done great, man. They're, yeah. We got a really good team this year. And yes, they do. Yes, they do. Program. And, uh, you know, Dan's, Dan's one of my best friends as well. And, uh, you know, we practice together and, uh, you know, we, uh, we help each other out with stuff a lot. So he's got, he got, listen, he's got himself a great team this year. Like he can yeah. do some damage in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, spoiler. Uh, he definitely, you know, like I said, he's he's definitely a team to watch. I'm not just saying because I'm friends with the guy, but he's got some strong spots in his lineup. And also, people listening geographically located in the Bronx, they're very they're walking distance away from each other. Yeah, same thing Eagle with Eagle. Eagle's Eagle. right there. It's yeah. like the it's a good. Uh -huh. Hey man, if you could, if uh, if there's a way too, I wonder. I'm sure you guys have. I don't know your recruiting things, but the effort to like make that like a. Somewhere in the Bronx that is like, man, all these black kids are kicking ass in wrestling, man. <laughs> you know, like just to build it. Because yeah, we get dominated with basketball and like wrestling is great, man. Like 
I always say wrestling, anybody could join the team. You can menacing Valley. You could get any, anybody could be on menacing Valley team. You're not going to go start and represent, but they're not going to say no to you. You don't have to try out to be on a wrestling team. Do you know anybody who holds wrestling trials? You just make the team and you stand the team and you're a body, you get in shape, learn the martial art. And, but you're not going to, you don't just don't have to represent. You don't have to start or anything. Like that's the beauty of wrestling too, in my opinion, as a, as a sport, you get the, the team dynamic where you can win and lose as a team, but based on solely how you did, you know, and it's almost societal in a way where it's like, you want to be conservative as an individual, but you have to be socialist in the macro to, to develop how your team's going to, because even though you're not out there wrestling for somebody, who you are as a person to your teammate is going to help them be a better wrestler, most likely. Wow, I just made that up. <laughs> no, anyway, it's, so it's, like, no, it's a, it's the truth because, you know, like a lot of kids on my teams, like they don't even know what the team score is. Like mm -hmm. they, they very rarely, yeah, yeah. like a lot of times they'll come up to me and be like, did we win? They don't even know where they the team score know. is. And like, I've explained it to them, um, you know, like we wrestled against Lehman. Um, Some coaches you know, don't really know. <laughs> Some of them don't. Some of them don't. Uh, we wrestled Lehman as a non-league duel, duel early in the year. And, uh, you know, Steve sat like most of the starters and he let, he let like his first, you know, his first year guys, he had so many kids wrestle and, uh, you know, we won the duel, you know, but like my kids didn't know that they just, you know, they were so hyped up because, yeah, yeah. you know, we had like these exit. Did you, didn't you ref that match? No, no, this year. Was it wasn't I? you? No, it wasn't me. That was the first <laughs> hey, time I was in Lehman this year. Hold on. I got, I, I got it. I'm, I'm curious now. Who you have a list? No, yeah, I think that was the first time I was in Lehman this year. It was you. It was you. This year? Yes, December 4th. Oh, at your school? Yes, at my Yes, no, yes, no. I said, okay, yes, it duh, was me. No, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking, dude, I, I delete. You asked me when I first started, I remember everything. I now, know, because you came in, I gave you a the hug. The only thing I, I remember is fucking it. torn patellas and shit. Like, I, I've been through, this is a post-COVID, it, it yeah, I, no, I, I get it, man. I I've initiated it. into oh. the higher sector of refereed, and I'm just trying to get better in yeah, many ways. You're so an I'm umpire now, too, so. Yeah. Well, I've started umpiring a year after I started refereeing, officiating. Yeah. So they're Which one do you like better? Oh, I, it's good. Funny you asked that. I was going to answer the question even without it, because I've get i been getting that a lot this year. It's like two different kids. You know, they're like, baseball is like my son, and wrestling is like my daughter. They offer really? different okay. things. Wrestling, uh, I would never umpire. I would never. You know, I you know, uh, coach baseball in the springtime. I told you I coach up at Westlake in uh in uh. West I was about to say I'm not Haven because I have umpired. Say, no, yeah, section one. So, uh, I, listen, I I could never ever be a baseball umpire. Never. They, I I've seen too many bad ones, and I, you know, I don't know if, if it's just you know the ones that I've been getting, but awful. No, like there's bad referees in wrestling, but there's more bad umpires I feel in baseball. That's not even a factor. But wrestling, there's even in New York City, I didn't get varsity my first year where we need more. Well, I should say need more. Um, there's enough uh, city referees. There's always could be more. But in all the other sections, you can't see varsity after, until, you you know, two years in. Okay. At least um, you're on probation. I was on probation as a, as a member of the association, but not necessarily a barrier to doing varsity because I did varsity in my second year, which probably shouldn't have. But... Also, New York City right. wrestling is not is a lot of uh, gray area, but yeah, no, for one hundred percent for baseball. Part of the psychology of beyond the rules, and uh, one of the things that I, is a grand idea is to to train umpires. Carlos and I, and if you listen to uh, other episodes that are get real specific about umpiring, is me and Curtis Dugar, who's a Division One umpire, one okay. of my biggest mentors in umpiring. He, Leon, and and Carlos. I don't think he and Carlos have ever worked together because Carlos is getting up there too. As far as college goes, but he and Leon have worked together, and they're that's why Leon is a good official. He didn't wrestle, but he's a good official, and he also took up jujitsu just to get to know grappling. And um, my man got his blue belt. Shout out to Leon getting his blue belt recently. So um, impressive, yeah. Oh no, he's that type of dude. If you, he's very uh, calculated and um, and uh, cerebral. That's the word I'm looking for. But um, I see umpiring. It is easier for me to accomplish the relationship that I have with you in wrestling, no doubt. So when I have that, as far as baseball goes, I see that as something is missing. I see that as something that there, there's a 
a lack of confidence in coaches have a, have umpires. It's just a it's an accepted thing. And it's, long story short, I hate the narrative that like we're some sort of necessary evil. No, we're part of the game, and our competency is part of a word I use all the time. It's culture. They're not trained to be. I mean, when I first started umpiring, it never. This is not the same for for um. It's not a podcast about me, so I'm to be brief. I never experienced in, in 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 wrestling looking at people who who've been in the game as long as they've been in, where I'm like, that does not matter, because you still suck. Anybody who's I've known has been in the game as long as wrestling, they they have something to offer me, and as good as I get on the mat, a lot of it could just be off the mat stuff, but maybe even some on the mat stuff. But as far as baseball goes. There's some people who have been in part of the game where you should never listen to. Experience does not mean quality. And because baseball has a shortage, because it's such a wider sport, there's always a need for referees, always. And that's another thing that I, I want to do with Beyond the Rules. And that's another thing that's cool about our association in the city. We have Pamishwar from Eagle Academy. I, res I, I refereed him when he was 12, and now he's an 18-year-old referee. Like we, And in 10 years... He's going to be a, a credit to New York City refereeing because he knows the system, he's wrestling the system, and he's about to be 30, and he already has 10 years' experience. And, and umpiring, you don't get that. Everybody's old. Okay. Everybody's old and trusty. Yes. And, and, and that's, that's exactly what I'm dealing with. No offense, you know, to, to older guys. Listen, I'm not a young guy myself, but like. No, but you'd no. be a, you would, if you join PSA or ba baseball right now, which goes by Borough mm -hmm. in my association in the Bronx, you, how old are you? I'm 50. You would be a younger, you would bring the medium age way down, man. I'm telling you. Like, you were still. Oh, I know. I know the, but listen, I, I, I coached JV baseball at Walton High School in 2013. Man, you love the Bronx. Yes, I do. I listen. I was born and raised in the Bronx. I, <clears throat> I should have never moved out of the Bronx. The uh, amount of time I spent yeah. there. I feel you. I feel you, especially because the, I grew up in Pelham Bay and Throgs Neck, which is not mm -hmm. Riverdale, but it is uh, it is right below. <laughs> it's still nice, though. That's no, no, nice I area. know, I know. Throgs Neck is amazing. Yeah, I love Throgs, Throgs Neck. Yeah, but it's not like Riverdale's like smack dab. Throgs Neck, our zone high school is Lehman, which is kind of far to Throgs. Yeah, yeah. I had to is. take that long ass bus, uh, the forty and forty two. Shout out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so as far as uh, officiating goes into my question, coaching. Your father, and there's a lot of uh, that sort of set of skills that goes into coaching. That if you were a father before coaching, or a coach before being a parent, they will bleed into each other. That can accentuate each other. Mm -hmm. And being an official definitely helped me be a better parent. And the little bit that I coached my daughter for softball. I could not have done with any amount of confidence if I hadn't all these years official. And I did a pretty good job. And it was only a vehicle to get her confident to do the sport. I, as soon as she was good, I'd let her be with the people who can actually dedicate the proper time to it. But um, that same sort of methodology where, you know, you it, it's almost like, man, directly, you can directly attribute something to that you did that was good or that was something that Maybe people who weren't a coach don't understand that got you out of a situation or made a situation something that you could have a, a better perspective on and allowed you to be make better decisions there within. Because when you're dealing when you're a coach, when you're dealing as when you're a coach and you're dealing with a bunch of personalities, a bunch of young men, especially high school dudes in the Bronx, you gotta you if you don't accomplish something that's feeding your soul, you can go crazy or you're just going to do damage. There's no one way or the other. You either can't do it or you will stay doing it and you will have diminishing returns on people's lives because this is something that it's, it's the same thing being a teacher. There's only being good at it or being bad at it, you know, staying around and just being there. But I, I would say it's more for coaching too. Like you can get somebody out of a sport. So what are the, what are those things that you've experienced in all from RKA to Fannie Lou to now Mott Haven Oof, that have just wow. made you the man um, that you are <clears throat> and that you would want to pass you know, to your son. I, I got to be honest, you know, 
you know, I have so many former wrestlers that I'm still in touch with now um, that are in their 30s. Um, I'm going to a wedding next year in D.C. One of my wrestlers from RKA, Thomas Rachko, invited me to his wedding. I'm honored. I can't wait to go. Um, That's awesome. I've, you know, got, I've gotten That's together awesome. with with old wrestlers from RKA. I'm very close with a group from Fannie Lou um, that, that wrestled for me. Shout out to Ryan Martin, Ruben, you know, JV. Draven, you know, these guys always hit me up for my birthday, always hit me up, uh, you know, for holidays, uh, congratulate me on my son. And then, you know, obviously I have my son wrestling now for the last three years, which just blows my mind that, you know, my son is wrestling. You know, I, I yeah. didn't think he was going to take it on, but uh, he has. So, uh, you know, there's been interaction with him, with my Mont Haven team. You know, these guys, you know, they exchange Instagram, you know, snaps, uh, you know. That's so awesome. the fact that, that kids from Mont Haven are – friends with my son it, it just you know a lot of these kids they become like my sons you know what i mean like i yeah. treat them like i treat my own sons you're uh, surrogate to in a way yeah know? and i and i take that role very serious and uh i enjoy it you know i enjoy the joking around at the tournaments the camaraderie making fun of people uh you know my practices are tough but you know we do have a lot of fun we do have a lot of downtime but uh you know, I just love coaching. And, uh, you know, when I, when I told you I stepped down, you know, when I stepped down from Fannie Lou and I didn't want to do it anymore, I thought I wanted to pursue a, a job in administration. I thought I wanted to become an assistant principal or an athletic director, but I'm right where I need to be. I know that um, I was meant to be a phys ed teacher and a coach. And uh, I'm very blessed um, that I get to go to work and do what I love. And, uh, you know, this, this year's Mont Haven team has really rejuvenated me, um, you know, really making me feel, and you know, I'm doing things at practice I haven't done in 15 years, drills that I wouldn't be able to do unless I had a full squad, uh, you know, signing the kids up for tournaments that I might not have done in the past because hey man, I have a full you, team. You can't pour from an empty glass, bro. Yeah, you know, like, you know, just going up to Irvington and, you know, you know, we did really well that day. We won a lot of matches and, mm -hmm. uh having parents of, you know, kids from Irvington, you know, you know, saying, Oh, you know, your, your kids are very impressive. You know, your kids are great. You know, I, I like that. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. because Think about what your kids feel. Think about how they feel. You know, you know, they, they went up to Westchester County, you know what I mean? And, you know, they, they saw what kind of a school they were in, you know, they'd never been in a school like Irvington high school and they were just, you know, and they just kids it, down. Did you get yeah. kids to do it? Uh, yeah. You know, uh, to peel the curtain back, one of my sayings, uh, you know, it was hard to get my daughter to basketball practice, and I had to give her, like, a Vince Lombardi speech today. Mm -hmm. Her mom and I didn't plan logistics well. And even before practice, I was like, you know, when you get to high school, you you have practice right after school. I know this lull right. sucks. Because, and I was explaining, you know, parents got to be home and drive you. So that's why it's later in the day, and a lot of coaches yep. have their own kids. And she's eight. And she, I'm talking to her this way, but she gets it, man. She's... She's a pretty brilliant little girl. I know I'm proud, Daddy, but she's definitely leaps and bounds smarter than I was at that age. And um, <laughs> probably now, too. Uh, so she doesn't want to go. She's already missed practice more than she's ever missed any type of practice in anything. She's very dedicated. And, you know, we're, we're telling her she has to finish something that she started. Because this is basketball, too. It's not even like softball or cheerleading, something that softball me and her mom cheerleading pushed on to her to do in a vicarious sort of way, but also this is what these type of sports offered us. Maybe you'll, and she's excelled at softball. She's already in fourth year of doing softball and she did very well in cheerleading. And she got voted like with the cheerleading equivalent of like the Roberto Clemente award. Like everybody voted as the oh. one who was the most showed up and helps. Yeah. No, this is the type of girl she is. She already made the travel team for softball, but she didn't have to do rec ball. She's like, well, I did rec ball. Uh, last year, and the girls who are older than I am helped me, so I want to be the one to help the girls that are younger than I am. I'm like Jesus, like That's so. Impressive. So we get, you know, I'm trying to, trying to, just not convince her. I don't want to force her. I've, and this is something that has made me. I couldn't have had this conversation this way if I did not be the official that I am. And I don't mean just a good official, just taking something so serious that I would never let anything get in the way of me being an official i love it that much i would never let myself mm -hmm. get in the way which i'm the biggest obstacle of anything i've ever done in my life me not anybody else um and i've never let myself get in the way of wrestling like i've done so many other things that i liked or thought i loved 
And I was telling her, listen, you can quit. You've not been to practice and it's okay to quit. It's okay to know when you don't want to do something, but you're quitting something that you signed up for that your teammates who a couple of them are softball teammates are counting on you to be there. And if you don't want to go, you have to stop. You have to quit now because you can't just show up at a game and everybody's past you. And then they, they're better than you. And you're the reason that they're not a cohesive team. you got, you got to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And that got her to go. So that that's a personal story of how like officiating and our, our we are not the same uh, as far as sports goes. I'm more a part of the game and I have to be objective so, where you uh, you have to be emotional and you can't do it without this sort of investment of your heart. Whereas I kind of have to do the opposite and remove my heart out of it, you know? Uh, yes. But, um, mm-hmm. but the same sort of uh, drive exists within both of us in our respective and chosen careers because these are not things that like you got to choose this and then it, it'll give back to you. I mean, I always say sports has given back to me my whole life. I just Yankees and, and wrestling and jujitsu and all these things that I have given me professional wrestling, which is not necessarily a sport, but has fulfilled me. And it's an athletic endeavor. Something now that like my daughter could look up to shout to WD and wrestling in general for making it. So it's represented for everybody to do. And I think wrestling offers that and good wrestling coaches, especially in the city, recognize that and to get everybody in the team, everybody join, everybody join, not only because we want to make it look like something, but because you can get something out of it. And it's good that the city has you. It's good that Mod Haven has you. Tommy didn't select a fool to, to replace him. You stand on his shoulders and somebody will do that for you. And um, thank you. I'm happy Bob. to call you a friend it. and I'm thank you, thankful for Absolutely. you coming on the podcast. It was a long time coming. Listen, um, you know, like I said, I'm I'm glad that we have gotten close over the years. And like I said, um, I uh, I thought this was great. I think you should get more people on. Um, I think it's great. I will. Well, that's it, and we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk down the line. I'll see you soon. Yes, sir. I don't know right, my, friend. Uh, my next PSL tournament, but I don't have you scheduled for any duel. So I'll see you, Brody, and uh, good luck. And we'll talk, man. Thank All you right, my friend. Me. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, All bro. Right. Boom.